Warning, the following podcast contains strong language and themes of an adult nature. Listeners, discretion is advised. Yeah, so uh, we can do some beard scratching ASMR here. You guys ready? Oh yeah. Oh, you hear those beard scratches? Fuck. Oh, does that turn you on, you sick fuck? That really clipped. Look at that. <laughs> okay, I might have to edit this one then. Yeah. Um... Oh, we actually started. All right. Yeah, let's start. It with, let's open up with that. Um, this is the pilot episode Jesus of, of something that I. Can I'm... we start this over? <laughs> this is not a good. I feel like we should just have this as a cold open. Whereas this is like, okay, start over and then I'll put in a beat. No, um. I'm joined here with my, my roommate Mirko, and um, this is I've got a working title. I don't know whether I should call this the process, or I should okay. literally call it like the Joe Max podcast, because loads of people keep calling me Joe Max at the moment. And it's, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, mm. Who was it? I heard it on set. Greenwood, Jack Greenwood. Shout out to Jack. Um, <laughs> He'll probably be on a future episode at this point. Oh yeah, good. Um, you gotta have him on there. Yeah. So. This, this is kind of a test run for me, and it's a very, very basic setup, but I'm going to be talking about um, the creative process, sure. how people go through it, how you go through it as a cinematographer, <laughs> and, yeah. and how you deal with the, the bouts of kind of uncertainty and, mm-hmm. and, I don't know, confidence and stuff like that around it, because the creative industries, as everybody knows, but it's something that I've been experiencing a lot of recently, is you go through a lot of ups and downs in terms of your confidence with with actually making things. Yeah. And actually sitting down and being like, am I good enough at the specialism that I've chosen to actually do it competently enough um, that people would want me to work with mm. or want to work with me? Mm. So that that's kind of what this is. This is kind of me chatting to other people and how they found those experiences and how they, uh, when they're in kind of a low point or maybe a bit of a slump, or not sure about their work, how they dig themselves out of it, and, and what they do to make sure that they're at the top of their game, as they will. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I guess if we maybe if we start with that, um, mm-hmm. you know, my usual tactic is I'll eat a bunch of ice cream, drink some beer, get some sleep, and I'll feel better in the morning. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, in, in all seriousness, I was just listening to um, Ira Glass, um, who's got a podcast, podcast, This American Life, and he's got a whole bit. Um, he talks about storytelling. You guys might have heard this. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got a section where he talks about the gap. And the gap, and he says it much much better than I do, and I don't know if you want to have show notes and include that in there or something. But basically what he says is when you start you know, in, in this industry, or in anything creative, you get in here with, with a passion and, and with good taste because you know what good things are, right? You have that mm-hmm. good taste. And then you get there, and you're producing work. And for, you know, what he was saying is for a few years, there's always going to be a gap between the work you produce and the work you know is good, right? Yes. Um, and, and he's saying it's about 
keep, you know, after a few years, you're going to get to that level. You're going to get to a point where your work, you know, is at the same level as your taste, right? But it's about fighting and it's about kind of carrying on, um, you know, for those first few years of, of um, you know, when there a gap is there between what you know is good and what your work is looking like. And you look at your work and like, man, this isn't that great. You know, I know I can do better. And that's, that's a good thing, right? Because yeah. you've got that taste. You know what's good. And you know this isn't it, but that you know, and and where where it gets difficult is having to push through that and kind of carry on mm-hmm. rather than just quit. And I and you know I feel like if it's something that you're really passionate about, you'll you know you should stick with it. Um, that's not to say it's it's an easy thing to do, you know, by by any means. But that's uh, you know I, I was listening to that earlier and that just kind of really resonated with me, um, and I, I you know I found it quite motivating. Motivating. have you had that though have you had those points where you've been on a project or you've been trying to work like more so on your own projects for example where mm-hmm. you've had that okay I need to push through moment or like I'm not feeling great about this or like is this really worth putting more time into it um, I've I've had that well it's it's been a while since I've kind of had a project that was entirely my own um, where, where, where I had those doubts I mean I, I kind of had those at times when I was doing a, a short fashion commercial thing as part of the course, um, you, you helped out on actually, mm-hmm. you know, cause planning the whole thing on my own and all that, that was kind of difficult. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I just thought, well, I, I you know, I got to get it done for the greater whatever, but, but a place where I've had those feelings of, of self doubt sometimes is in, in my photography. Um, mm. cause it's something that I do right now just as a hobby and just for fun and just kind of get better at it I suppose and just because I enjoy it um, but I have gone to that point you know like a few days ago I was looking I got this roll of film back because I, I just love to shoot on film and I love that process of it um, and then the fact that you're creating physical object and all that yeah. but, um, the, the point is like you know I, I shot a roll in an hour and I was really really happy I thought I'd be really happy with it you know because the atmosphere was great and the light was beautiful and it was you know hitting these houses in an amazing way and I have all, all these images in my mind these expectations right yeah for how that work would turn out. And I look at it and it wasn't as good as I thought it'd be. Um, and, and I was kind of like, well, shit, you know, is, is, and then I was, I was doubting my, um, my judgment in a sense and kind of my ability to determine what is good work and what isn't, what makes a good picture and what doesn't, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then I had to kind of, you know, think back and be like, well, look, this was one roll of film you know, this was like one set of pictures and, and the fact that I'm able to identify, all right, here's, you know, these aren't quite as good as what I would have wanted, but there's still some positive aspects to them. You know, I'm still getting some of the things across with those photos that I wanted to. And at the end of the day, even if I'm not, it's still, you know, I'm still learning. All right, well, for example, a lot of these were a little overexposed. I'm like, all right, so with this camera, with the new battery that I've put in, maybe that's why it's kind of screwing up the meter reading. So I've got to, you know, automatically set the EV to, you know, minus one stop, so I'm right. underexposing every time, so it's closer to what I wanted, for example, right? That's kind of what I'm taking, what I'm getting out of that, and that's that's kind of the mindset I try and have um, most of the time when I look at some footage, because inevitably with any project I work on, um, even if I am working with other people on it, as is often the case, as a director, a producer, whatever, you know, I look at the footage, and I'm like, yeah, there's, there's some shots, and there's most of the shots that I'm really happy with, but there's some, you know, not quite as happy and not my best shots but at the end of the day I'm looking at it and I'm trying to look at it now as just a learning experience you know as alright well why aren't these good 
you know, what, what am I looking at the final product in a vacuum isn't always the best attitude you can have as well. Right. Because if you just look at that shot as a shot, yeah, as, as, especially if you, you know, if you were a cinematographer on the project and you look at that shot and think, all right, well, this isn't that great. But then you think back about the context in which you made that shot and you think back about maybe you're running out of time. Maybe there were delays for other reasons. Of course. Um, and then you're like, all right, well, given the circumstances, you know, given the kit, given the crew, given the time, given whatever, I still got this shot and it still looks 70% good, for example, rather than right. 100% good. And at the end of the day, you know, if that shot is there and if it tells the story, you know, in a context of a drama film, that's ultimately, I think, the main thing. Um, and I try and look at it as just a learning experience where I look back and think, all right, well, here's why this didn't work or here's what I don't like about this. And here's, you know, I try to remember the process that um, I, you know, had in mind when I was making that shot, when I was, you know, lighting it or whatever. Right. And then I try and think, all right, well, here's why that didn't work. Or, you know, this aspect of my lighting worked. Like, let's say I had a, a china ball above this couple dancing. That's one thing I have in mind from the last film I did. You know, I'd have a china ball, which is like a nice soft light above this couple dancing. And it's great. And they're dancing. And that works really well on them. But there's just too much spill on the walls. So I'm like, all right. So I should have had, I mean, I had a skirt, but I should have had a skirt around the actual light rather than away from it. It's those kind of things, you know, that I try and think back on. Think, okay, well, if I'm ever faced with a similar situation or if I ever end up doing a similar lighting setup and I want to get a similar effect, here's what I can improve for next time, right? Because mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's that's why I do this, at least. That's why I love cinematography and just, you know, arts in general. It's the fact that you're never done learning, right? And the fact that, you know, with every film you do, you learn more, and hopefully that'll, you know, mean your next one's better. Or at least you'll have learned from those mistakes, and you won't make that mistake again. Or whatever. Yeah. That was kind of a long ramble um, with a whole bunch of jumbled thoughts kind of thrown in there, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of how I deal with with those slightly lower points. Um, is is try and um, see what I can learn from from those shots or quite as perfect as I would have wanted them to. And also mm -hmm. just put things into perspective as well, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, hell man, I'm 22. You know, and, and I got to think about that as well. Like, I'm, I'm at the, I haven't even started a, any form of a career as, as a cinematographer or whatever. You know, I've, I've, I've been studying it fully for a year. Yeah. And I'm getting those shots. I'm like, this is, you know, for someone who's been doing this for a year, I'm pretty proud of this. Um. And, and it might not be the level of someone who's been doing it for 20 years, but of course it won't be. You know, I haven't been doing it for 20 years. Right, right. But that, then you, you're touching on things around like comparison and stuff like that. And you said it earlier where mm. you're worried about some of your work um, while shooting on film. And, and I was going to bring it up then mm. is I think part of my lack of confidence that I've been having recently is down to that. Right that comparison and seeing work that's being produced by other creators, not just within like an educational prospect of like other students, but on the grand scheme of things, just seeing what other people are putting out online and on Vimeo and on YouTube and stuff like that. And seeing that a lot of them are coming from similar backgrounds. And in my mind, I'm like, shit, they're making really, really good stuff. And then I try and similar to you, look at it and like, okay, what have they done well that I really enjoyed? Mm -hmm. How do you, th how do I think they've achieved this? How do I think they, they created this effect? But I'm also sat here like, God, I don't know how long it's going to take or like, I don't know how much more I need to do 
to to achieve that level of quality or to be mm. able to achieve enough confidence to stand in front of a bunch of people and say this is what I want 100% I know clear in my mind that this is going to work and give my desired effect mm. and I don't know that whether that's just just down to experience or um, the research around it but I think it still always feeds back to comparing yourself to others mm. and I think you know we, we've spoken about it many a time um, throughout our, our, our time together because side context here we are roommates so yeah. that's why it was easier to have him as the first person yeah. but I think you know, someone said something really interesting to me a while ago, which was comparison is the thief of joy. Sure. Yeah. But then I argue with him that sometimes though comparison can be healthy and it can be constructive. Mm. And I want to kind of throw that to you in a sense of, do you find yourself having like unhealthy comparisons a lot of the time? Even like, and you're a very confident person with how you conduct yourself and how you conduct your work. You know that you've got skill. You know you've got that knowledge to back it up and mm. that experience, but. Do you still find yourself at times kind of looking at somebody else or other cinematographers that are either in similar boats to you or maybe a few years sort of ahead of you and going, oh, shit, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Completely. Yeah, yeah, the amount of times where I'll see someone, you know, it was like 22, 23 or whatever and, and doing some amazing work. And, of course, I love to see that amazing work. There's a part mm -hmm. of me thinking, well, shit, you know, they're, they're at that stage and I'm kind of thinking, all right, why am I? Almost, I'm almost thinking, why am I not at that stage? Or what am I d doing wrong almost? And I'm not. You know, I, I, I feel like kind of what what I try and, and remember and when I, when I think like that is, well, at the end of the day, you know, everyone's kind of come to, you know, this point in their lives through a different path, mm -hmm. right? And, and sure, they might come from similar backgrounds in the sense that they've, you know, done a, B, a degree in film or they've got, you know, or they're of a similar age or whatever, or similar social class, if you want to of course, go that, yeah, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, they've, you know, they've had very different paths regardless. You know, mm -hmm. maybe they started, um, you know, I'm, not, I'm thinking about, about my photography work, for example, to, taking that as an example right now. And, you know, I read these interviews with these photographers and, and who were kind of around my age and producing this amazing work. But then I read the interviews, you know, they picked up a camera when they were 10 years old. Yeah. Right? Whereas I only really got into photography as as kind of a more serious hobby you know a few years back right like maybe f six years ago or something mm -hmm. um properly right and and i mean sure i picked up cameras before but it was just for fun i guess or it wasn't with that same intention um you know and and that that's kind of where it comes to as well and then i think all right well you know i try and think back about everything that i've achieved in my life um that that you know other people you know they've achieved different things right and instead of just looking at the end product again in a vacuum i was looking at my photo their photo we're both the same age i think theirs is better than mine i think all right well sure that you know that might be the case and i might prefer theirs but then my thought process is twofold first of all i think well sure theirs might be what i consider right now to be of a higher standard but you know i've done all these other things before that in my life you know and and i've i've achieved all these things whether that be on a, on a creative level on a personal level mm. um you know i've had other obligations or whatever right and therefore i haven't had necessarily um the same path as that other person right right and i've had kind of other other things come in my way um or, or other choices i've made to focus on other things whereas they might have been able to focus on photography solely for you know 
what, 10, 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I mean, that's something that's important to, to bear in mind, I suppose, but also something I try and, I try and do sometimes because I've found that I'm always, um, I, I think you might be the same, you know, I'm, I know I'm my worst critic. I think we all are in the creative industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you touched so, on some stuff I'll, I'll get into in a minute. I'll let you finish your thought. Uh, yeah, um, uh, briefly, um, you know, I guess what I try and do sometimes as well is I, you know, I try and almost detach myself from my work in a sense or where I, I, I look at my work, like I look at a photo I've taken and I can just kind of try and imagine, okay, well, it's been taken by a friend of mine I admire or it's been taken by this photographer I admire or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think, all right, well, how do I feel now? Mm. You know, and, and am I being overly critical of that photo because I'm looking at my own work and therefore perhaps I was able to see its its merits. Of course. Um, yeah. and, and that's where I think sharing your work um, is, 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 is a good thing, too, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it is it is nice and it is reassuring, I guess, um, you know, like I, I put my show reel out um, last night, my latest one. You did, you, um, did you know, and I'm I'm really I'm really happy with it, and it's great to, you know, I shared around, and other people are saying, hey, this is pretty good stuff, mm -hmm. and it's it's, it's nice, mm. you know, it's comforting. Two two things that uh, yeah. I that I was thinking about, and I've picked out from from hearing that, and then I'll start with the, the one that you've just brought up, which is about sharing your work, mm. because. You reminded me of something when I was younger, and I was and when I was starting to get into filmmaking a little bit and making videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was usually for like YouTube and stuff like that in my young days, and um, I remember. And I think a part of this creative confidence thing coming from uh, and and this kind of lack of it or that self doubt is coming from those earlier memories of when I first would make a video and I'd put it out there and I'd be so excited and I'd be like. I've done all this crazy editing on it and I think it's really great and really funny and it's it's a bit creative and a bit of a laugh mm -hmm. uh, and I made it with some of my friends who can make it even better yeah. but then other people would watch that other friends would watch that and they'd kind of um, use it for banter or they'd kind of use it like obviously I've kind of grown up and I'm I've don't wear my heart on my sleeve as much but I remember back then and I think and, and I think that kind of mindset comes to now especially when it comes to the more serious work that I want to do compared to like the, the stuff for YouTube or, or like, you know, the, the photos that I just have fun with. Sure. Um, I, I find there's that mindset of like, oh, okay, you know, other creatives might see this and be like, mm. yeah, this is cool. Keep what you're doing. But then yeah. I feel like my friends or I, I want to say the general public, but mm. audiences might watch it and uh, might just for the fun of it, not hate on it, but maybe take some bits out of context and, rearrange it or have like screenshot and, and make memes out of it essentially or kind of just be like oh my god hey you did this video and like quote a video back at you like mm -hmm. we do it sometimes you remember yeah. so I, ha I had a job at the university where I was a student ambassador and um they asked me to edit out <laughs> yeah yeah they asked me to edit out the word Christ in a video because they thought hey you, you know there's and obviously the university covers a broad spectrum of people but me and Mirko were kind of looking at it uh, I, 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 in our own kind of maybe vacuumed way using borrowing your term there where we were like why is Christ offensive but we know that obviously there's some people who are of, of that kind of faith who would go to university perhaps watch it and might be offended by it and uh, Merka would make a joke out of it especially in some other videos 
because um, I used him for another one of those videos where he was just joking around being like, oh Christ, that was a good meal. And it's stuff like that where like I can laugh it off now because I, I was making something for the university and I was having fun with it. But if it was like a serious project mm. for me where it's like you've been there since day one, you've conceptualized this idea or you've, you signed on with like, uh, or from a DOP context, you signed on with this project that you're really passionate about and you're like, I can really see where you're coming from. I really like the direction you're taking this. Do you ever get those worries of like showing it to that general public and having them kind of turn around and just be like, the fuck is this? I don't get it. Or like, I don't understand it. Cause I always feel like, and going back to your worst critic thing, if someone turned around to me and watched one of my things mm. or read one of my scripts and be like, I honestly don't get it. I think it's kind of just a bit like, you know, like a bit pretentious and stuff like that. Mm. I, I then have that self reflective kind of critic kick in and just being like, Oh God, is it, you know, is it really that bad? Or is it just like a couple of people have reacted similarly to it? Oh, I don't know. Like, mm. or just even before you release something, you have that fear of like, how are people going to feel about this? Mm. You know, like, I don't know if this is going to go down well, or if people are just going to make fun of me for it. Mm. So I've, I've, um, I've never really had that, that fear of being made fun of, at least with regards to the, um, to the, the stuff I do as a director or as a DOP. Um, yeah. I, I very briefly had that when I started off um, vlogging because um, I, I used to vlog for the fun of it mm. two years ago and stuff. And, and, you know, yeah, a few of my friends were like, like you know, kind of doing their own videos of like, oh, it's Mirko Vlog. I'm back in this in my backpack. You know, and I just kind of laugh with it, right? Because that was for fun. But when it comes to more serious things, I think because I've got that mindset of, 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 this is a serious thing and I've got that idea. It's something I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess I've, I've never really thought of it that way, partly because I don't feature in those because um, I know I can't act to save my life. <laughs> you know, as, as a director, yeah. I've never really had that fear. I've kind of always thought, well, you know, I'm, it's something I'm passionate about and, and the people who then come onto the project, they're also passionate about it mm -hmm. and that's saying something. And that kind of helps, you know, build my confidence, build my faith in the project. But yeah, if, you know, if I have all these people, you know, the scriptwriter and a DOP and a producer and like people I send the script to are all thinking, oh, this is really good. This is good stuff. Yeah. You know, I think, I think okay, well, you know, this project has um, some sort of value, right? And, and, and can maybe go somewhere. Um, and, and I guess when it comes to kind of um, dealing with, with criticism, I suppose, which is, which in a way is kind of what you're talking about, or at least when someone, you know, you give someone a script and they're like, oh, this isn't too great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's always, it's also something I try to keep in mind as well. And, you know, I, I don't want to come across as, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say, but, but I wouldn't say criticism. I think it's like the wrong kind of criticism. If okay. someone, if someone looked at my work and somebody gave me constructive feedback being like, oh, you know, maybe think about stabilizing that shot or like, oh, maybe, you know, in this photo, you've underexposed it a little too much. So uh -huh. it kind of added like a bit of grain, for example. Right. If someone just turned around. Okay. And... Sorry. Let, let me, let me just cut you off there. The yeah, whole no. underexposing thing. <laughs> Who cares? Like that's your creative intention, right? If, right. If, if you want to create a scene that's super moody and super dark and you have like just one, you know, like one spotlight or one thing and everything else is really dark. And someone goes like, oh, that's super underexposed. Yeah, well, that's how I want it to creatively, right? Like, there's when it comes to that, for example, I don't think there's a really right or wrong answer. I mean, right. you've seen Laundrette, you know, some shots, you know, the, half the guy's face is like three stops under or four stops under. So what? 
You know, it, it's creatively, it's what I wanted to do with it. But but then, isn't that the whole purpose of why we make what we make? Though is for 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 audiences to watch this, for people to watch and and to enjoy what we make. And if people are looking at it and just kind of n- not enjoying it for what it is, or just mm-hmm. kind of laughing at it because they're just like whatever man mm-hmm. like it's just a garbage student film for example i'm yeah. thinking of bad example I, I wish i had more examples no, no, off, but this, I, off I the mean, top of my head but th- that's more of the realm i was going into like sure. less less about other creators feeding back about your creative work but I like think the more, general public i mean, yeah, like, I mean j- in general just people looking at your work friends yeah, um, well, not so much family look, or like I've, friends I've, of friends yeah i mean I've, I've had that um i remember this was a this was a short film um that a friend toby and i um we co-directed it 2015 <laughs> was this the one you showed me no that you filmed back in switzerland uh yes but it wasn't the one in the hotel okay because that one was really good i'm really proud of that one still really yeah well you don't think it's that good <laughs> you're playing every character oh no not that not that one you idiot oh the right. one... <laughs> no no that one's ridiculous that was the thing i made when i was 12 no no no, no. I have... eden i'm talking about eden Oh, like Eden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So this isn't Eden. This is Valedirev. Um, it's like a short thing that, that Toby and I made. So we just graduated uh, in 2015. We just graduated high school. And it was that summer. And we... <laughs> Sorry. And, and we um... had the summer to ourselves. And it was hot. And, and you know, the, the water was blue. And we thought, yeah, let's party it up with Directed our Directed by Bro. Rob Schneider. <laughs> summer Camp 2015. Exactly. Um, so... So we just we just finished school. You know, we were both kind of we both knew we were gonna take gap years, and we were both gonna mm-hmm. work on some stuff together freelance. And we thought, all right, well, let's kick it off with a project. So so we did a short film together. We co-directed it that summer. Um, and when we originally made it, you know, it was a lot of fun, and we had you know a lot of support um, from like the local council and everything, and they funded part of it, and it was, it was a great experience, right? And then we screened it. I remember we screened it in the cinema, um, and and the. It was, it was incredible. You know, we, we organized screening for friends and family, and we had a lot of other people coming in as well. Right. Um, you know, and the, it, way more people than we expected um, turned up, and, and people really enjoyed it. Um, you know, and then we screened that film again, I think a year, a year later, um, as part of, uh, in, in our town, there was a, a photography festival that was happening. And as part of that, they were doing a short film evening. Where they were screening short films that had been made within the past... Um, you know, since the last festival, basically, which is every two years, um, and they were screening those shorts to, to the general public, and that was really just the general public. Whereas with the first screening, it had very much been friends, family, people who contributed in some way to the film, um, people who knew us, so it was a different crowd. Whereas there, when we screened it again, it was really anyone and everyone, right? Um, and and the reaction was was different. You know, I mean, there there were bits which which um, so it's it's kind of a corny love story. Um, Kind of set in the sixties ish. It's it's some girl who goes to to work over the summer and ha- see her grandfather over the summer. Right. And he lives on a farm, and there's a farm guy. Well, there's this farm boy, you know, dude who works there over the summer. And they the two of them fall in love, and it's cute, whatever. And then they can't. It doesn't work out because she's got to leave. And you know, we we thought it was gonna be something really fun, and um, and it kind of was. But you know, there's some bits which were supposed to be like really cute and serious. Like there's a bit when, in hindsight, we look at it, we're like, this is ridiculous, right? Um, but this guy was was like milking a cow, and then she goes like you know get the fresh milk, and it's like whole bunch of innuendos and and kind of wait you filmed this in twenty fifteen you yeah. filmed this four years ago when you yeah. were like in your your late teens yeah I was like eighteen 
Of course you were 18 when you filmed this. No, it wasn't meant... We, <laughs> we weren't meant to have that innuendo. Like, we, of course we made jokes about it. We're like, yeah, we'll make a porn, we'll have a cow in it. Whoa. <laughs> like, it's the kind of... I can't remember who made that joke. Someone. I think the actor was like, oh, we'll do that, you know? Um, but the, the point is, there were a whole bunch of things that, that you know... We, we intended it to be, like, a really kind of cute and, and a little more serious, quote-unquote... Um, romance thing and then it was really taken as like a, a, a parody or like a comedy or like a jokey thing mm-hmm. you know and like get audiences laughing when they weren't really supposed to laugh kind of thing and you're like well why you know and and um yeah you know after that it was like all right well great you know these people see it that way and and you know it was a little tough but you kind of move on and they knew the next project and then you get better from that you know um uh so so I guess what I'm getting to is, is well, yeah, and, and then also we had feedback on, on that project from, was it on that one? Yeah, it was on that one, um, from my, my film teacher. Um, you know, and he gave really good constructive criticism. Okay. And it was kind of the mix of those two things that were like, all right, well, maybe it's worth kind of looking back at it and thinking about it more critically. Mm-hmm. Um, though I don't even think I did that. We just kind of wrote it off. It was like, cool, we made a film. It was fun. You know, we learned a lot while making it. Um, and, and would you say for... Sorry to cut you off, but I feel mm. like what you just said right there is just like we made it, we had fun making it, and, and and learned a lot from making it. Yeah, that that sentence right there. So I always was a firm believer of just getting practical experience when it came to the creative industries. Absolutely. But I also feel like I've learned a lot from not only having reflective sessions, but also from reading a, a lot of books, journal articles, stuff like that from other people and, and hearing about their perspectives, oh. especially when it comes to around things like uh, producing and directing and writing and, and kind of like the, the collaboration of film. What do you, or what have you found being the best way for you from a learning standpoint, but also from a confidence standpoint in, in upping your creativity, upping your confidence in that sense? Would you say it's more of a practical thing for you? Yeah, yeah, I think for me it's, it's well, I'll tell you, it's been a bit of both. It used to be very much, pra- and it still is very much practical. You know, I kind of learn the most when I just, I've got an idea about a lighting setup, for example, about a, a camera angle or whatever, and I just kind of mm-hmm. go on set, and I have the chance to try it out sometimes. And I try it out, and I see if it works, and if it doesn't, I fix it, and if it works, great. You know, and I kind of learn um, a lot that way. Yeah. Um, but then you know, over the past kind of year or so, I really have been getting more into, like you, reading books about the subject and interviews with people and, and seeing kind of how they approach things. And, and you know, and that's why I also enjoy, um, you know, being a camera assistant for, for, for other cinematographers because mm-hmm. then I get to learn or see how they approach a scene and, and, and what they bring to it. Um, you know, and often it's things that I wouldn't have thought about and, and you learn from that as well. So it's it's very much, you know, I learn from, from practice, um, and from doing, you know, my own thing, but also I learn very much from watching others work. And yeah. I feel like that's in fact where I've learned the most. Um, sure, from from reading, but reading about how other people approach things, or, or you know, masterclass um, sessions online, where not the paid ones, but some free ones that DOPs have given at, at universities or whatever, and they kind of go through and they light a scene. There was one I watched recently. Excuse me, with a, um, I believe it was a German DOP, and he was, you know, he had a studio set up as an apartment set and he was showing this whole film school like all right here's how i'd light it for a day here's how i'd light it for an evening scene here's how i'd light it for a night scene and so on he kind of take you through the whole process and mm-hmm. i thought all right well you know 
learning a lot through that as well and through seeing his approach. So do you think there's, there's only so far that practical experience can take you before, especially when you're learning? I think within the industry, you get plenty of practical and kind of informative experiences. But I think when you're learning and trying to build yourself up, do you think there's only so far that the practical element can take you before you have to start watching and reading and talking to, to learn and to grow? Not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of how, how I've done it um, in a sense, but that's just because it's something I'm really interested in, you know, and in my spare time, like, all right, I want to know more about this thing. I want to research that thing or whatever. But, but I think you can definitely, even at this level, just learn from doing you know, and, and we're, we're in a time nowadays and as, as, you know, we're filmmaking and it has been like that for a few years where it's really become a very democratic thing. You know, everybody has got a, a phone, right? And you can make a movie on there. You can try out lighting setups from that, mm. you know, and, and it's, you'll still get a, get an idea of whether something works out. If you think, all right, well, hey, what would happen if I shine this light through a, through my curtain in my room or through a shower curtain or what happens if I point this light there and it bounces off this wall or whatever, right? You can just try it out on that um, as, as like little tests and see if it works and, and or even on a DSLR or whatever. Um, so, I mean, you can absolutely learn by doing and, and often I feel like you learn, at least I feel like I learn better from, from that. Usually what I try and do is I kind of, I learn some things or I learn approaches or kind of ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, from you know watching people um, like professional cinematographers light a set for example I learned their way of thinking and their approach to it but obviously in terms of the actual equipment that we have I don't have quite access to quite the same equipment but I understand what they're thinking I understand what they're trying to do with the light for example I think okay well here's what they're doing here's why they're doing it let me try and replicate this in this context because it works with the scene um does that does that kind of answer? Yeah, very much question? so. I think like I would, um, I'll start bringing it to a close now. It's been about half an hour, and I think for a pilot, this is really really good. And you've mentioned quite a lot. Of Damn, why do you keep things. talking, man? I thought you were gonna. I, I thought this was gonna be an hour. Yeah, potentially, but I think I'm thinking like just just for me in terms of playing this back and, and editing and, and all this kind of stuff. I might sure. I might give it a go, especially from the start. But yeah, I think yeah. half an hour is good for a little pilot because I want. I think the, the the aim of this one, as well as talking to other people and finding out their thoughts and opinions and hearing their experiences, I kind of also want to throw out there and see what people find from listening to it, sure. feeding back. Just I mean, not yeah, just yeah, the yeah. interviewers. So I think this would be a good little taster for people to kind of test the waters for everybody in terms of me as as hosting this and then mm. as audiences listening to it. Yeah. But I think for for signing off. Um, mm what would be really cool is if you throw out maybe a few suggestions for people that you found very help, like that you found very helpful whilst growing as a filmmaker that you've just been like, Oh, do you know what? I wish I did more of this when I was younger. Or like, I wish I knew about this when I was starting out or starting to learn. Like right, if you can think right. of like two or three off the top of your head where you're just like, Hey, actually I wish I was aware of this or I wish there, there was this kind of support available mm. when I was starting out. Yeah, well, well, one thing that I've that I found really, really useful uh, is you know the amount of cinematography forums. If we're talking just about cinematography here, yes, um, yes. is you know cinematography forums that are out there. You know whether that's okay. like on Reddit or I think just cinematography.net is one or something. Um, you know, and, and and there's loads of people in there discussing every single thing under the sun. 
you know, and often it's a matter of kind of going on those forums and just doing, you know, searching for, let's say, you know, moonlight on a budget, for example, mm -hmm. right? And, right? And you'll have a lot of people saying, oh, here's how I've done it, here's how I've done it. You can ask questions, they'll reply to you, they'll often feedback to you. And, and you know, so I've found that community, the online community is, is kind of much, much greater than I originally thought it was. And that's, that's been, uh, you know, it's been really helpful and it's been really useful to see how other people have approached similar situations. Um, and often they'll post the results and you say, well, here's how this works, here's how that works. And often, you know, and it's, it's in fact, what I've noticed is it's not as closed as I um, perhaps first thought it was. Okay. You know, and it's, 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 it's a very, it's a very open community. You know, it's a community where people just want to share their knowledge because the end of the day, I think that's what it's all about. You know, people are realizing that it's, it's no longer the time of, oh, it's, you know, a few old men crowded around a big camera and no one else knows how to use it no one knows what's going on or whatever and it's very much now about sharing that knowledge because they're you know people who've done this for years and years and years are realizing that the only way for the art and the craft cinematography to carry on is if you share that knowledge with with the new generation of cinematographers of course. right of course i mean you look at someone like roger deakins right who who for, for a lot of people is kind of the the, the pinnacle of, of yeah, cinematographers the, the, right yeah he's the god yeah um, you know, and, and this is a guy who now he's got his website and, you know, he's got a forum on there and he'll often personally reply to questions on there, right? You can ask something like, hey, Roger, how did you like this scene? Or what would you recommend for that or whatever? And often he'll personally reply to that. And, and you know, he'll share on there his lighting schemes and he'll share all these things. And it's all kind of very valuable information that's that's out there. Mm. Um, and then even, even going back to, you know... You know, older books or, or whatever about you know lighting or about cinematography. I don't I don't have any any titles right here in mind, but you can have them in the show notes or something if people are interested. Um, you know, and it's kind of things that tell you about the the basics of of lighting a scene, about motivating light, about you know the the fact that um, for example, if if you've got sunlight, um, as long as you suggest that sunlight throughout the scene, it doesn't have to all really make sense. You know, it doesn't have to, there doesn't have to be a window there necessarily. Or can you imagine there's a window hidden out of frame? And mm -hmm. as long as the light kind of makes sense, it's all coming from roughly the same direction. It'll work out that kind of stuff, you know, and it's about course, yeah. faking reality rather than making something truly realistic when it comes to drama. Um, and, and kind of going off of that, um, there's a website called abebooks.com, I think. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, there are thanks to Abe Books for sponsoring no, this. No, episode. no, no. <laughs> um, no, and damn it. <laughs> so, uh, so Abe Books are a really good resource, and they're not. I swear they're not paying me to say this. Um, is it basically what I'm getting at is secondhand books, right? Go online, look for secondhand cinematography books, secondhand books about filmmaking. And that's advice that my film teacher gave me, and it's really good advice because um, when you have those secondhand books, you can make notes in them, right? You can underline things. You can highlight things you can write things down in the margin that you think of or whatever and then you can go back to those books and you know in two years time or when you're before a shoot and you can look back and go oh like oh yeah there was that phrase i really liked or that um aspect of it i really liked and i found that to be really useful and then you kind of have one book that you just have in your bag and you carry with you on set and you can refer back to it before or after a scene or whatever or, that's a good suggestion you know. actually i haven't done the, the amount of books that i've read over the last sort of two years and I, I want to remember things from a particular moments so where I was like, oh, that was amazing. And I actually never thought about doing that, like highlighting or underlining and stuff like that. So that's a good, that is a really, really good suggestion. Was there anything else that you wanted to, to um, throw in there? No, not really. Um, no. And, and I guess come back to those books, because of secondhand, you know, you can get a book for like three bucks, right? Three, four bucks. 
He's the guy doesn't realize he's he's not from he's not from the UK. That's right. <laughs> Can you guess where I am? Guess in the comments where I'm from. Stop. Um, <laughs> um, so what he means it's about two pound fifty for a book. Yeah, right. So the, the points are really cheap, you know, and and so you can get uh, kind of seven books for like thirty pounds, right? Which is nothing for seven books. Yeah, yeah. And and you, you can buy th three books brand new for like over thirty pounds. Exactly. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of it. Um, I feel like I don't really. I'm not a cinematographer. I'm still studying, so I don't really know what else to say. Well, that, don't don't worry too. I, I don't think you need to justify your reasons. I think just because you're still studying still doesn't mean that you have less of a say in the matter and less of a stake, if you know what I mean. Sure. So, like, because I'm still studying, I, and that's why I think it's a good idea to talk, like, in the grand scheme of things, since we've got a couple minutes, I'll talk about since this is the pilot, what I hope to achieve with this, and I think. I'm going to structure it a little bit better and maybe think of some more some more prompting questions. But you you are really great as kind of like a, a as a pilot guest because you're very passionate and you always you're a very confident speaker and you always have a lot to say, which is very easy for me to kind of feed off of. But thanks. Yeah. I, Hopefully, I wasn't rambling. Uh, no, it's too fine. Much. <laughs> we all we all have little rambling points. If I thought you were rambling, I would have cut you off. Yeah. No, yeah. no, not to be rude. No, sure. But I think w what I want from this is for it to kind of be a platform for people to just kind of share their thoughts and experiences regardless like without feeling like oh well disclaimer i'm not a professional or like i'm still learning or like oh, i've only done this a few times so i don't know everything it's kind of mm -hmm. like i don't i don't want people listening to this to think it's some kind of like you need to do this in order to be amazing i think it's more like oh okay so this is what they recommended these are these are these experience like these are the experiences that they've had mm. and uh, either they relate to it or just like now with the suggestion you made about the books and they're like, Oh, I didn't actually think about that. I'll give yeah. that a try. I think yeah. it's more what I want from it rather than people being like, Oh, he seems to know his stuff that therefore I must reflect what that person is like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think by starting with students and then maybe hopefully working my way up to people who have worked in the industry or are still professional mm. is the hope uh, reaching out to people to ask about it. Awesome. Would, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I, I, my idea is like there's a small sub experiment going on where I feel like by talking to those professionals, there isn't going to be huge amounts of difference between what you. So, for example, if I go talk to a cinematographer that I know now that's been working in the industry, say, for like the last 10 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like that the conversation might have differing points, but the overall kind of summary of it would be very similar to yours, I feel. Right. Other than maybe a few little extra tips from their experiences. And sure. I think that's the outcome I'm looking for, as well as uh, by the end of it and by talking to people that I've discovered new ways or reinforced beliefs I have in myself around my creative confidence being like okay you are going to have these slumps you are going to kind of feel a bit worried about it but ultimately you just need to get back out there and you need to just have faith that it's you know obviously creativity is an expression of self mm -hmm. an expression of thoughts and feelings so I think it's more just having that faith in your expression a lot more yeah and I yeah. think talking to people that have had similar experiences and stuff like that will help with that and maybe in turn help them with their own by having a form of catharsis with it Sure. So thank you very much for coming along. Yeah. No. Hey. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's 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 been <laughs> really fun. It's I'll see great. you next. I'll see you next door. Yeah. Because we live yeah. together. But if there's anything else that you wanted to, if you want to throw in like your website plug and stuff like that, why not? Sure. Yeah. Plug yourself. I'll, I'll... Plug in, baby, as Muse once sang. Sure. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you want if you want to check out my work, um, it's mercolaflam.work. Um, I guess we have it in the show notes or something. Sure. Uh, do you want me to spell it out? I know. I know what show notes are. 
<laughs> like notes. When you have when you have your podcast, you have like little notes to like, describing the episode, and then you have like links and stuff. And, oh, do you mean specifically on SoundCloud? Yeah, or wherever you have this on. Well, I hope in the was... description down below, <laughs> check out the link for a giveaway of a red. Epic. Stop! Stop it! Stop it! Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, yeah, um, MerkelaFlam.org. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to say Jesus Christ. Check check me out. Christ, what a good podcast! <laughs> oh man. Um, if yeah, I'll Th- put it thanks for comments. listening, guys. Um, yes, thank ho- you very much. Ho- hopefully, hopefully you liked it, and uh, hopefully we'll do another one. Definitely. All right, bro. Uh, there's no outro music, so we're just going to abruptly stop there. <laughs>